Hello and welcome to the Casuals to Degenerates podcast. I'm your host, Luke Probasco. With me, as always, my co-host, Jacob Belleville. Welcome, Jacob. Hello, how's it going? Uh, pretty good. Just finished up our last Christmas for the holidays. So over that point, you know, Christmas is like a fine dinner that, you know, takes hours to prepare and about 13 minutes to eat. That's about how Christmas is. How are you? I'm doing good. Doing good. We, uh, I want to kind of give the listeners a heads up. Um, you might, might notice lately we haven't had an intro or an outro. Uh, software for putting all that stuff together has just stopped working. I've tried uninstalling it, reinstalling it. just isn't working anymore. So I feel like we've built up enough of a base we're just going to roll with it, and if I get to it later, I get to it. Otherwise, it is what it is. This is a five-star podcast, so make sure if you're listening, go out, rate, review. Definitely make sure you're downloading uh, and talk about how in your reviews, the best part is not listening to the intro or outro anymore. That would that would probably really help. Oh, let's see here. This is kind of going to be an abbreviated uh, show not I mean there's a lot going on in football in general I feel like but also not a lot going on um, but you know we'll just kind of wing it tonight don't have a lot going on but Jacob I did want to ask you I, I had asked my wife you know what was like her most memorable Christmas gift she got now whether that was a trip or a toy or whatever I just you know asked her and she said it was this Barbie doll, and it was a particular, and she could like, like tell me everything about this Barbie doll. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. It's like, so I wanted to ask you, you know, what was your favorite gift as a child, or one that you really remember uh, most fondly? Um, I guess I don't. I don't really have one that's like really sticks out. Probably the first like first time I got an N sixty four. I think that was for Christmas. Got to okay. play gold, GoldenEye, all that kind of stuff. When you think of N64, what are like your top games that you think of? GoldenEye. Harvest Moon. Harvest Moon was on N64, the farming game. Okay. Highly underrated. Like There, <laughs> there was a lot you could do in that game for that time. Then probably like uh, a Mario, like Super Mario 3 or something. So like mine um, would be um, Mario Kart, Mm -hmm. um, GoldenEye, and then the South Park. It was like a snowball video game. I remember that. I, I don't know why that is up there in my tops, but for some reason that is up there but yeah those are my top n64 video games i uh my favorite gift that i got or most memorable i had like two one i i don't know how don't remember how old i was in either of these but like relatively young um i got a wrestling ring as a a child WWF wrestling ring. I might have been first grade or kindergarten, something like that. I just like remember where I was in the room, like relation to everything. I was at my grandpa's. It was Christmas morning. Da 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 da. My other one was Hot Shot, that like basketball game that you like flick a basketball on a moving wall. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That was like one of my favorite, and I think it's like all the gifts that I get my kids so far he's six like he's gonna like a wrestling ring back then was probably like 20 bucks or like 15 dollars and this hot shot game was probably like 20 bucks and i'm sure my parents bought me a lot more expensive things and i'm just like i don't really remember those so yep just kind of a reminder yeah sometimes it's just about the box that stuff comes in you can make some sweet forts well, and, like, some of the best gifts are just, like, Legos. 
a new Lego set, more Legos to build stuff. I don't know. My son get like all the expensive stuff that we buy for my kids. They get bored with pretty quickly. Then they go back to like Lincoln logs and Legos and Legos are expensive. Don't get me wrong, but you can reuse them. Yep. Build yeah, something you can, new. You can reuse them. Yeah. You can put them on the floor and step on them if you want. Make uh, traps. Things. Make traps yeah. for your parents. Yep. So I do have a player comp. Very, very simple. Do you want player A or player B? Player A on the season has got you 36.8 PPR points. Mm-hmm. Good for 4.09 points per game. Or would you like player B, 125.3 PPR points, good for 8.35 points per game? I guess or, I'll go. What's that? Go ahead. I guess I'll go with player A. Player A, you want, you want the one with? I do. Okay. Player A, <laughs> Traylon Burks. Player B, Tajay Spears. It is, you know, an ongoing discussion in the chat with Jacob. You must have done some hard hitting research to figure out who this who this was um, beforehand. Is is that true? Did I put bit. that in there? A little bit. I put that in there too early. You heard it here first. Jacob doesn't care about fantasy points. I don't. I don't. <laughs> Which is evidence from your first round bounce of the mm-hmm. or out of the NFL playoffs. But yeah, we've got Tajay doubling up Traylon in a points per game. Yeah, how many scenario. games has Tajay played in? Fifteen. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> so eight, eight whole points. That's kind of like Zeke last year. He was like good for like ten points a game. Oh, anyways, so so Nate, there you go. We'll get to the to the stats a little later. Well, here's the reality: neither one of them have been doing good enough to ever get into your lineup. So they're actually both zeros. How about that, Nate? Did you have <laughs> Tyje? Did you have Tyje in your lineup when he scored that touchdown? No. That that touchdown, that one touchdown. What was your favorite Tyje Spears touchdown? Jacob, was it that one? That one that he has? I think it. Yeah, it was probably that one. It, it probably trumps though <laughs> the, the the Burks touchdown that hasn't happened yet. Well, now Nate's in our group chat telling us he wants us to do like a dad rap. Yeah. Wait, why don't guy. you, bud? Why don't you record <clears throat> and put it on YouTube? You can wear that ugly sweater. <laughs> All right. NCAA news. Thinks I'm going to get on here and rap. Well, tweet would if he was here, but he is still not showing his face after losing in the NCAA championship. I think he showed his face once and then got like PTSD and bounced. I reached out to him. Hey, you're going to be on the podcast. I don't get anything back from him. Um, you know, he's probably out drinking his feelings away, probably watching somebody else hit a golf ball. Um, yeah, he mentioned, he mentioned that he had a golf league and I'm like, it's 32 degrees and it gets pitch black by 5 PM here in Iowa. It's probably like, have you heard of golf, the card game? Yeah. Okay. It's it's probably that. He's just meeting with a couple of guys. He's trying to, you know, based off his NFL team and his NCAA squad not uh, winning, he's probably trying to come up with new hobbies. Golf is one. And for some reason, like, I really feel like Grimm puts a lot of time into, like, golfing the card game. So he's probably with Grimm uh, playing golf would be my guess. Golf is just for such losers, honestly. Like, it's not even a sport. Tell tell us more. You're a disc golf guy. 
I used to disc golf, but it's not a sport. There's like you're not playing against anyone. No one's preventing you from hitting your little ball into the hole. You're just you're just out there. You're just out there. Oh, I hit the fairway. Great. Oh, I saw you know, you're playing against yourself. That's tough. Hey, I'm gonna four, I'm gonna four putt this one. That's what that's what you tell yourself. And you're like, oh, that was pretty good. No, it wasn't. <laughs> well, it's really hard to hit this tiny ball with this tiny club head. Let me go buy a four hundred dollar driver where the club head's the size of my face. <laughs> that is true. I bet. Brent. I bet. I bet Tweet's driver is huge. There's not an athletic bone in that body. <laughs> Brett, you will have to comment in the chat if if Tweet's driver is huge. I'm sure you would know. I'm curious about his shaft, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's uh, real flexible or if it's a stiff shaft. A little, little brittle. All right, off the rails. NCAA news. Not a lot uh, to cover here other than, hey, we're in bowl season. What takeaways do you have? We're we're in the middle of when we're recording this. It's the OU-Arizona game. I haven't checked in on, on that. Um, yeah, that's kind of how many bowls games have, have popped off today and where we are. What are your thoughts about bowl games in general? I know you and Chad talked a little bit about this last week, but anything you want to talk about just in general or a particular team or things going on that you're curious about? Overall, I think they've been horrible. I think they've been horrible. You can't even bet them because you don't know who all is going to be playing. You don't know who's transferring, et cetera, et cetera. But, I mean, we were talking about it before this. There's like three – outside of the playoff games, there's like two other games that I'm actually looking forward to watching. That's not good. I guess you you get to see players that didn't necessarily crack the starting lineup, you know, in some of these bowl games. But then again, are we just watching the player play with – a quarterback who's not going to be his quarterback come next season. Like, are we really getting a good look at what this could look look like in 2024? And I, don't know, got a, I don't know if that's the case. Or you've got an interim head coach or a different OC or a different DC. Um, and, like, for JMU, they literally brought in a set of specialists. I don't know if I want to say a set, a uh, posse several people um, of specialists just to dissect um, was it Air Force's offense and how to defend the triple option because their offensive coordinator left, their head coach left, their defensive coordinator left. They were like a team that's a defense led up 86 rushing yards for the entire game that first drive they were at like 82 or 75 or something like that. But like you still have some of the same kids there. A lot of them were going to the portal, but then you literally don't have any of the coaches there. So you've got like, Oh, Hey, we're going to pay all these people money to learn air forces offense and, you know, gel with this team. It's, it's hard. And then you got like LSU's offensive coordinator jets for takes a, takes a big contract. I believe, I think he accepted the deal at LSU and then goes to Notre Dame. So what does LSU's offense look like next year? Well, and that's another one, even in the, the bowl game, like who's playing for LSU on offense. Because their defense, even if everybody is playing, isn't stopping anything. Yeah. So what, we're going to get have some true freshman wide receivers out there? That's well, it, to be fair, you know, UCLA's defensive head coach comes over to, UCLA, or to USC. USC had a whole bunch of opt-outs. 
their defense actually showed up. Riddle me that. I mean, I picked the Louisville money line in that game, and that did not pan out for me. Yeah. But do we know that the defense showed up, or was it like Louisville just kind of like mailed it in? I mean, That's even how, like bad, but like, even bad teams have been able to move the ball in the air against USC. So, I suppose. I don't I'm know. Just saying, it feels very mailed in. It doesn't feel like teams are all that excited, even when they win. Honestly, one of the most exciting, even though it wasn't really that close, one of the most exciting games was Georgia uh, State versus. Oh, who did they play? It was in Boise for the Idaho potato game. I am trying to remember. But Darren Granger played really well. And that was a pretty fun and electric game to watch. But yeah, there hasn't been like a whole bunch of great games. Kind of excited to see Nico play against Iowa, but will Iowa wreck Nico? Did Joe um, Milton did Joe Milton run from Iowa? I mean, probably. Let's be I honest. Think he did. I'm going to be excited to watch Memphis versus Iowa State. I think Iowa State's favored by 10. The fact that Iowa State's favored by double digits is mind-blowing to me. Um, but I think there's going to be a lot of points. Because I feel like I, – I think it's the Music City Bowl or whatever. But mm-hmm. I feel like that, that bowl, no matter who's in it, a lot of points are scored in it. I can't remember if it was last year or two years ago. It was like Tennessee versus Purdue. It was like a touchdown like every other play. But, yeah, I just feel like this year the bowl games have not been great and not all that exciting. No. So give me the the playoffs. This will be the only fun games to watch. What's well, like Texas A&M. What about them going into that bowl game makes you feel like, hell yeah. <laughs> it's not like Oklahoma State's really that good, to be honest. No, but like everybody left. Texas A&M, like half their yeah. starters are gone. The, there was a funny, so who was it? What There was, so Minnesota's, P.J. Fleck. Minnesota wins their bowl game. They get a bonus, right? Not so fast, my friend, because they didn't win six games. The school doesn't get the the bonus for the for winning. Well, they also passed for twenty six yards in that game. Darius Taylor, MVP. I don't know if he actually won the MVP. He probably did, based off of you know his stats. He had but, more. Uh, he had more carries. Then, so he had like seven seventy percent of the plays went to him. Yeah, great, great game plan. Good job. And then we've and then we've got pretty much every fantasy relevant G five player except Ashton Genty at Boise State, Tory Horton at Colorado State. Say deuces. I'm going to the portal. I'll be curious on how many of those people come back to the G5 and how many come back to the same team or system if it's like you know your GMU guys going to Indiana. Yes, you're transferring up, but you're also keeping the same offense. Things like that. So I'll be interested to see how how that goes. I think they have to like January 14th or so, so there's still quite a bit of time left to get your name in the portal. Um, but yeah, I just, I don't love, you know, Chad had this, you know, his strategy was to get these G5 guys and it worked for him. Yeah. He lost like in the first three weeks, but that's when, you know, all the P5 teams were doing the, the cupcake games. And then he took out, he's bet on himself and pretty much won the rest of the year. Now we don't know who those studs are, and you have to either identify them correctly and draft them in your supplemental draft, or wait till the season and you only got four pickups. 
So that's kind of tough because. Well, I definitely don't like the G5 guys that are going up to the Power 5. It hasn't been a great track record. No. Um, and it's going to be really hard like if you have those guys on your team. Power 4. Power four. power 4. Excuse me. When do we call it the Power 4? When do we... Oh. Who decides this? Is this just a thing that we do? There's no, there's no one gatekeeping the Power 5, Power 4. Could we call it a Power 2? I mean... We probably could. Because I don't think the Big Ten's legitimate. So I'm going to say it's only the SEC and the Big 12. (laughs) But, like, yeah, I just, you have four waiver pickups. And you have your three cupcake games. So now you're a third of the way into the season before you're probably – realistically making your waiver pickups which then what if those don't really match up so then you've wasted them or you're in half your season then you missed out so i don't know if chad's uh you know his theory on how he won this championship will work ever again i don't know chad you're gonna have to let me know your thoughts or come on the podcast as we know you will show up as our our second place NCAA finisher will not show up on this podcast. And Chad, just some food for thought, but is it, is it low T to go and draft players that you think are going to score good, but they're literally the cupcake games. They play on the cupcake teams. So. I mean, you mentioned it. I mean, think about it. Last, Thank you it. mentioned it last week, Jacob, mm-hmm. that we're not talking about how his team was a cellar dweller and made the playoffs. Yep. On the on the NFL side. But then he talked and I was surprised you did not mention a thing. He said, Well, hopefully we got some guys coming up that could really help out this team. There's nothing. Who, who's coming up, Chad? And then if you keep going for these G five guys, like you're hoping for one guy to hit out of all of them. Like you're hoping f- you're hoping for a Cortland Sutton. You're hoping for a running back like a Ma- Alexander Madison. He's secretly hoping for Antonio Brown. There's only one Antonio Brown. They don't come around all that often. They, like that type of player doesn't come around all that often. To come from the G five He's looking for a Randy Moss. Chad, Chad, Chad. I'm looking. I'm, I'm look, pulling up Chad's team right now. Let's see if there's anything there that might have. Something. <laughs> I just looked. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, he's got Steve and Jelly. Oh boy. We're going to get a look at him this week. Got a guy without a team in here. Yeah, I'm just not seeing it, Chad. So then my next question, we've got four, what I would consider right now at this point, four major NCAA schools, not, Factoring in fantasy football, your Florida State, Florida, Ohio State, USC. I guess Florida's got a quarterback. I'll skip them out because they've got Mertz. They've got something. You got Florida State, Ohio State, and USC. USC's scouring the the transfer market. You've got Miller Moss who throws like five touchdowns, doing things that you know Caleb Williams can't do. Um. But yeah, those FSU, Ohio State, USC currently don't have their quarterback. I assume USC doesn't have their quarterback since um, Malachi Nelson pieced out. Uh, I guess they have Miller Moss and 
but they've been like tied to about everybody in the um, portal. Uh, we'll see where Cam Ward goes. Sounds like he's kind of leaning FSU. But yeah, you got FSU that does not have a quarterback in Ohio State. Is you know the guy who couldn't beat out Kyle McCord going to be the guy for Ohio State next year? I don't know. What's what are these teams going to do? I mean, I guess it depends on it. Like, if they're looking for a proven guy, then they got to go to the portal and find somebody. But otherwise, you're looking at, like, for Florida State, you're looking at Brock Glenn, and they're bringing in that uh, Croman Hook. Yep. He's pretty good. It's a lot of people like him. Florida, I mean, you have Mertz, but then you got Lagway coming in. Mm-hmm. Should be Should be good there, but who knows? USC, you got to be encouraged by what Miller Moss did, even though these bowl games shouldn't count for anything. But at least he didn't go out there and look bad. And I would, I don't know. You'd have to think that USC can go and get somebody. And then there was the reports that, um, who was it? That was going to play cornerback, the wide receiver that was going to play cornerback. Um, why am I blanking on his name? Your guy? Yeah. Lemon? Yeah, Mikhail Lemon. I don't think I I didn't get to watch the game, but I looked for snaps and I did not see that he even played defense. So I don't know what that whole rigmarole was like. I know he caught to... one. He caught one big pass, right? Yep, I think he had. T- at least two catches for 70 some yards. But yeah, it was uh definitely interesting. I'm curious what USC does cuz it doesn't sound like I mean, Will Howard is like the best name out there and if you're saying that like Will Howard is your answer for Ohio State or USC, I don't feel like that's all that great. And I don't know if that's more of like if it's more telling for the backup quarterbacks that are there or what, but I don't know. We'll see how uh, Devin Brown does. Cause it'll be a game that I'm kind of interested about is the Ohio state uh, Missouri game. I don't know how great it will be. I think it'll definitely be good for recruiting. I think Missouri's going to play really hard. Missouri's recruiting has been really good the last couple of years, two, three years. Uh, They're going into Ohio and grabbing some of these good athletes, um, wide receivers, running backs, and and getting them committed. And the state state of Missouri has had some really high-end talent come out of it the last few years, and they have committed to the Tigers, which is crazy. So I think from a recruiting standpoint, saying that you beat Ohio State and getting more kids out of Ohio, I think can go a long way. So I think – Hopefully both teams play really hard, but I, th- I could see Missouri playing really, really hard and using this as more of a recruitment, you know, ploy than anything. I guess my thing is with Ohio State, like Devin Brown was a high-end recruit. If he's not the guy, then what are you doing letting McCord walk away? You can pay McCord. And then maybe that's saying something about Devin Brown. Maybe it's- I'm just saying, if you can't make it work with Devin Brown, then come on over to Iowa State and like our history of <laughs> what we've had to work with at certain positions. It's like, I don't know. I can't believe that Devin Brown is a bottom 60 quarterback in the nation. Yeah. So given the, you know, unknown of the FSU and Ohio State and USC. Do you have like locked in top quarterbacks for fantasy purposes that you f- that you've like feel comfortable and like hey, I think this guy is like a top 10, top 20 type quarterback for fantasy football. Like we've had pretty much like all of the G5 ones go to the portal go up like Daquan Finn. I felt pretty good about being top 20 ish guy. Well, and I was at Baylor. I don't know if I feel the same way about that. 
you know, you don't really know what's going on at Ohio State or Florida State or USC. And we've kind of we've talked about it on the podcast for our league, three quarterbacks. If you can have three quarterbacks that can get you consistent points, that's like half the they can like carry your team. Like Corey's had a couple years. Do we have quarterbacks that you feel comfortable in saying that they're top 20-ish guys? Maybe even top 30-ish guys. I don't know. Mm. I'm finding it hard to come up with a whole bunch. I mean, I can find a couple, but not a whole bunch. Like, you don't have a returning Caleb Williams, Drake May, like guys that you can just kind of pencil in for production. You don't really have that as much. But, like, initially I didn't like Riley Leonard to – Notre Dame, but I think he's actually going to probably do pretty well there. So maybe him. I'm trying to think who else. So, probably Caden Salter at Liberty. You got your yeah. You have your dual threat quarterbacks who are going to score points pretty much regardless. Castellanos is probably going to score really well for college again. Yeah, I'm like struggling to come up with like. But then you then you have like systems like whoever is the quarterback at Texas, whether it's Arch or yours next year, probably going to put up good points. Then you have Ohio State. That's probably there's a floor there with that offense and the amount of talent that's on that team. It's not going to be a bad year. Do you still have Chad's team up? He had McCord. What was McCord's floor? Do you- Yeah, it's gonna be, it's gonna be difficult. I think, um, I think this year it's gonna be really like who nails oh. the draft. If if Milrow comes back, which is Milrow's like, already, yeah, he's already yeah, said he's, he's coming back. He's gonna put up points. Huge. I points. feel like it's. I feel like it's gonna be whoever you know has the best team who like has made it through the transfer portal or who had transfer portal guys that hit. And then had a good like I don't think you can have guys that I think you have to hit both the supplemental draft do like hit that like fifty percent and then like have a returning team that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Look here, because without looking at everybody's teams and how they ended, take like, it back. I feel like they're. McCord's floor, if McCord's the floor, then that's 20 points a game. That's not winning you anything. Yeah. I feel like they're, you know, in our league, there could be a huge shakeup on teams if people are able to hit uh, their supplemental draft correctly this year. Like, we've kind of had the same, you know, top teams and bottom teams. Uh, they might be you know, moved around a little bit, but I think this is going to be huge. Who knows? Haynes King might make a reappearance on my squad. Yeah, he was on the. Yeah, he's in the he's in the waivers, right? Oh yeah, I dropped his ass. <laughs> he was terrible for two years. Yep. But yeah, I don't think we're gonna have. Anybody who's like just lights out. There's going to be somebody who's lights out. Always is. You just have to be. That's the the key too is be first to that player. And you might not feel comfortable taking that player like in your first round of waivers. Like if it happens to be a a waiver wire guy, because it seems like our league, there's plenty of quarterbacks that come from the waivers. Mm -hmm. So, you might have to take that leap of faith. Like, okay, I think this is a guy and just do it. So you can get as many weeks as you can. And if you wait too long, you might've missed your chance on them. So, yeah, yeah, I think this is a a good chance for the league to, to get reshuffled. And I'd have to look at our bylaws, but I believe this year we shuffle up divisions. So I have to, double check that but i think that's the case that's about all i have for ncaa news is there anything you want to talk about 
Um, not really, but I saw that you put on here that you want to talk about let Russ cook. Yeah. In Denver. Yeah. So what are your thoughts on the NFL and Russell Wilson being sat here for the next two games? Where does he go? Because there, it sounds like he's just going to get cut. You have this huge dead cap. What team do you want to see Russell Wilson go to? There are plenty of teams that need quarterbacks. I mean, heck, this has been, I don't want to say it's been abnormal with the amount of quarterbacks, backup quarterbacks that have played, because usually there's like 52 mm-hmm. like quarterbacks that make an appearance, but like, I think like the, definitely. I think the amount of like starts for backup quarterbacks this year yeah. has been unusual. I would say, yeah, I would say you're right there. The number of starts that they've had. Usually there's 52 or so that have come in and made an appearance here or there, but you've got like, we were talking about this before. Joe Flacco's, not, winning, Joe Flacco's winning people leagues right now. And who Joe saw Flacco. That? I did not fact check this only because I want this to be 100% true. But at halftime, Joe Flacco is the 30. Sec, yeah, thirty second leading passer in Browns history, and it's only seventy yards from passing the person at thirty one, who's Johnny Manziel. Just like somebody can double check that. I'm not. I want to believe. Like this is my Santa Claus. Like I want to believe this to be true. The guy who's been there for like five weeks. Um, yeah. Let's. I know I, we started with Russ, but now we're now we're on to Joe Flacco. Joe Speak, Flacco wins the Super Bowl brought, for the Bears. You brought him up. I or just want to mention really quickly. I just want to okay. mention really quickly. You brought him up, but the amount of like players and picks <laughs> I would have paid to get Johnny Football would have been staggering. That's a that's a my guy on my team. Okay. <laughs> Real leaders making plays, going crazy in college. Okay, that's what we want from our quarterbacks. I still haven't seen that documentary, and I really need to. It's pretty quick. It's like two. It's like two hours long or something. Is that on Netflix or? I think so. Yeah. It's okay. But yeah, I, Joe Flacco. Let's say he wins the AFC Championship game. Well, we won't go to the Super Bowl yet. Does Joe Flacco for the Browns retain the starting quarterback job if he is an AFC champion for the Browns over Deshaun Watson in that huge contract? Yeah, probably. Super Bowl, definitely then? Yes. Bring his championship to Cleveland. Like, it will not be more than a year, and we will have a Disney movie made of Joe Flacco, the guy that was on his couch, to Super Bowl MVP. I mean, what happened with the Eagles when we won the Super Bowl? Carson Wentz got us to like 13-1 and one or 13-3, and three, got injured. Then you got Nick Foles, big dick Nick. He comes in. He wins us a Super Bowl. Guess who got a statue out front? <laughs> I mean, it's huge. And I'm not talking about the statue. It's huge. All right, Ross. We've got a whole bunch of teams. You know, I feel like all these teams that are searching for quarterbacks want to move on to the next quarterback pretty quickly. And usually the teams looking for quarterbacks have a pretty bad team in general. Like the Chicago Bears have a lot of holes. Like, do you think if you grabbed any quarterback that they would do well in that system, probably not with how many holes, like with what they have to do. But then you look at what CJ Stroud's doing um, <clears throat> for the Texans. We had the talk, I think, earlier in the year. You know, what does Arizona do? You know, if they've got a top pick, you've got Kyler who's coming off that ACL. Do you take Caleb Williams or even just a quarterback in general? Trade, Kyler, all this stuff. Well, now you know Russ is going to be out there. 
What teams need to go make a move for Russ? You got Washington. You got the Raiders. I mean, Aiden O'Connell threw for 60 yards in an NFL game. I think not good. I think having Russ and Devontae Adams wouldn't be too bad. Mm -hmm. You got, I mean, the Vikings are going to need to decide what they're going to (coughs) do. There's no way Russ is getting paid more than like re signing Kirk Cousins. It'll be it'll be interesting to see like what they do there. We got like Derek Carr, who sounds like he's going to be the quarterback for the Saints for another year, but like he hasn't been really inspiring. No, but I haven't looked. You've at got it. like a you've got like a handful of quarterbacks who are like NFL wise good, and everybody else is just trying to figure it out. You got Patrick Mahomes is kind of having a down year um, in regards to real. Bring him uh, into bring bring Russ into backup Bryce Young. Nothing will go wrong. No. Nothing will go wrong for Bryce. He can handle that kind of pressure. Yeah. <laughs> but uh Falcons. Falcons would be a good one. They don't even have money wrapped up in quarterback right now. They would just tell him to hand the ball off. To Tyler Algier. To Tyler Algier. It wouldn't be to Bichon. We're going to run the ball with Tyler Algier, and we're going to throw the ball to Johnu Smith. Algie Crumpler. Johnu Smith. The ghost of Tony Gonzalez. Like, I don't know. It's, uh, I'll be curious to see who he goes to. And it seems like Russ and Arthur Smith would be on the same wavelength, though. They'd be real weird together. <laughs> For sure. I mean, it's not like, you know, Sean Payton and Russ have kind of been on the same page a lot and both kind of doing weird things. Um, but also, I think Trevor Simeon got like a $10 million contract this offseason. So mm-hmm. Sean Payton must really like him. And we've seen how having a backup quarterback is really important uh, to teams this year. So. There's just no way that Russ's personality makes sense in Atlanta. He would definitely be a guy who like commutes like, it's like, to Atlanta. He doesn't live in Atlanta. He he commutes yeah from like an hour away. Like Atlanta's like casinos and strip clubs and all that kind of stuff. And then you got Russ. Atlanta country, let's ride. Falcons, let's fly. <laughs> And he would be like, he'd be like a bird or something. Yeah, he would act out being a bird. Wonder if he goes. What if Russ goes to the Rams because Matthew Stafford decides to like hang it up? Do you think he could throw the ball to Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua? I mean, I should hope so. If he can't, then bigger problems. It's time for you to leave the league. But, yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see where where Russ goes. Um, and, like I said, the craze right now is, is Joe Flacco. And I will be cheering that he wins an AFC championship. Because who like wouldn't want to see the Browns? Like, people haven't seen Joe Flacco in a while. And so now everybody's kind of talking about like, wow, the ball really zips out of there. Like, yeah, he's got a massive arm. That's how he got to the NFL. He can throw at 80 yards. Didn't he go to like Delaware? Mm-hmm. Something like. Yep. Then he <laughs> then he like showed up for like a pro day and he was throwing like 85 yard bombs. And uh, didn't, okay, did, he, did he win the MVP? Uh because I, I assume he was, because he would have been, maybe it was Ray Lewis. I don't know. Because it was the the Super Bowl that they beat the 49ers. I think he won. So it would have been roughly like 2011, 2012, something like that. 
Super Bowl MVP. Yep. Yeah, you got a Super Bowl MVP. So Sean Watson doesn't have that. No. Cheaper. I remember that Super Bowl because he went on like a playoff run. He was throwing and like it was, three touchdowns a game, 300 yards. His, like his arm was on fire. Like it was. it was, he was, some would say his arms was lights out in the Super Bowl. Wasn't, wasn't that the same game where Jacoby Jones had that huge kickoff return or punt return? For touchdown? Yeah. 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 I think, was that to, was that to open the game or the second half after the, that was the Super Bowl where the lights shut off, right? Yeah. Yeah. Just a huge yeah. clusterfuck. Yep. <laughs> Anyways. But yeah, not a lot going on in the NFL other than here we are in week 17, a whole bunch of backup quarterbacks starting. Um, luckily for uh, Ian and I's matchup as uh, – the two going in the championship this week. Um, Gross. Re- relatively, like, normal, I guess, when it comes to, like, rosters and injuries. Uh, I saw Metcalf on my team has a back injury. He might not play. But then also I've got uh, on my team – Jamar Chase probably not playing and Waddle not playing, so that uh, definitely hurts. But Ian's team, relatively healthy, assuming Ken Nowen plays and Michael Pittman plays. Got Njoku going off right now, 17.4 points. Um, yeah, I mean, for being a 13-1 and team, let's just say, let's just, you know, call it what it is, but I'm an underdog here. I mean, Ian's team is hitting on all cylinders. Got Kyron Williams, a guy who, you know, runs like he's in molasses on a 40-yard dash, uh, just being fed the ball, getting lots of points. Gets like four receptions for like 200 yards every week. Mm -hmm. Got Puka Nakua doing great things. You got... Rasheed Rice, out of all people, has turned into be the the Chiefs' number one wide receiver. You've got Keenan Allen being a PPR machine when he when he's in there. You got Michael Pittman uh, being he's good for like fifteen to twenty two points. Terry McLaurin, ever since uh, Jacoby Brissett came into the game, he's been doing well. I mean, I just don't see how Ian loses this, and if he does, I feel like it'd be a huge upset. Everyone will be talking about it because there's no way he doesn't beat me. I've got just my guys are on their way down. He got. I'm probably going to play Swift. Who does he even play? Like 50% of the snaps. ETN isn't showing up anymore. Cooper Cup. Good luck to what you get there. Stephon Diggs hasn't been showing up. The only thing I got going for me is Jameer Gibbs and CD Lamb. And Dak. Dak. That was something else. Back to NFL news. Dak was going to get an extension. And I saw a tweet. I don't remember who said it, but said he was going to get a 50 to $70 million extension. And that Dak has been nothing but incredible this year. Those people must have forgot about like what he was doing like the first six weeks of the, of the season because – he was not incredible the first like isn't that isn't that interesting? Isn't that interesting how like <coughs> player can we're playing dynasty football and they're talking about like franchise quarterbacks, meaning we're tied to this quarterback long term, and then all of a sudden someone has like two bad weeks in a row and they're dead. Get rid of them now. They can't do it, Luke. They've forgotten yeah. how to play the football. Think think about you know Ian's big move this year might have been the, the love deal. Love could have been on Tweet's team for years to come. Now what does Tweet have? Doesn't have a quarterback. No. Try to figure out who, who Tweet has for quarterback. I mean, Love's been sh- 
showing up lately. Yeah, he's been good. He's got Tua. He's got Tua and nothing. Maybe Jaden Daniels when he gets drafted. But I don't think I, I don't think Jaden Daniels is an NFL quarterback. But. Sam Ellinger, Aaron Rodgers, Sam Howell, Mitch Trubisky. He's got a Rodge. What's he got on that taxi squad? Not anything. Tweet's been mi- mixing the ayahuasca with his eggnog. Oh my god! Counting it. He could have had Jordan Love on that team. Probably would have got him a couple more wins. But instead, again, Ian makes a trade. Can't remember who I gave him and. In the trade year one, but helped him to a championship. Then he goes and gets love. That might be his championship move. No, but I, I just think it's hilarious that okay, Patrick Mahomes is having a down year. Kansas City's having a down year off. <coughs> you go on ESPN and they're like, "Is Patrick Mahomes a top five NFL quarterback?" Yeah, he really is. Still is. Things aren't going great. great. You can have a bad year. It's okay. Or uh, Josh Allen. Everyone was down on Josh Allen for the longest time. Mm-hmm. And then now um, he's he's one of the best in the league. He's back. If you, if you go to ESPN. Dude, he flipped the switch just like Joe Flacco. He's like, my time. So, yeah, it is, pretty, it is pretty crazy. I mean, not too long ago, we had a team – in the NFC, down in Texas, trade with the 49ers to get a quarterback just in case. Mm-hmm. They had to have a plan. They had to have a plan in case the DAC didn't work. Here we are talking about an extension. I don't know. I feel like people get squirrely with these quarterbacks. That's the Browns. I mean, they even pay a quarterback a lot of money, and then they don't get anything. It's like, oh, let's sign this guy off the couch and they might look into something. I don't know. This is wild. If I'm the Browns, I'm taking whoever I think is the best quarterback available in the draft with my first pick until I find one. Like well, they, I did they, they did that. They had they the first overall pick. And they... they need to keep doing it. So, yeah. Or, uh, you know, you have Brock Purdy. He's the MVP, and then he has What's a bad that? game, and Lamar Jackson's MVP. It's like, whoa, I don't know about Lamar Jackson. Like, Christian McCaffrey, sure. MVP is always weird just because it. there's so many other things that are wrapped up into that. I think offensive, <laughs> offensive player of the year, I feel like, is more indicative of – me as a fan, I'm the most impressed with these people. Who would your offensive player of the year be right now? Right now, got to be either Tyreek or Christian McCaffrey. I think it's Tyreek Hill. Like I two. get, like I get that it's Chris. Like I like Christian McCaffrey, but like when Tyreek Hill is not in the game, like that defense is just so different. Like, the 49ers still have, like, Ayuk and Debo. I mean, I get you. Yeah, you have Raheem Mostert and Jeff Wilson and Devin Achain and Waddle. Waddle, but, like, I don't know. You That speed that Tyreek Hill's got in that defense, I feel like it's just something that you can't really prepare for. It's almost like a triple option type thing. Can't simulate that. But... I don't know. Then after that, I mean, yeah, you can you can argue a bunch of different like quarterbacks and like that are having various team success right now. I don't know. But I will say throwing four picks in that game for Purdy it, that's going to stick in people's minds when it comes time to vote for the MVP cuz it's happened yep. so close. Like if it happened early in the season, no one would even remember it. But because it happened like a couple weeks out, yeah. So, again, 
Ian and I are in the NFL championship, but Ian had to win a tough game to get into it. I mean, honestly, the playoffs were pretty lit. I mean, I, I'm going up against not really George Pickens and somebody else that like went off for Patrick's team. And I'm like, well, I'm probably going to be out of it now. I didn't even get to watch a lot of football and now I'm going to lose and then get a couple lucky injuries. I win by like 20. And then Ian and Grimm's matchup wasn't decided till the last like two minutes of the game. It's pretty much Sam Darnold to Brandon Ayuk show. And that did it in for Grimm. Let's take a look at Grimm's team. I see you third-year QBs. I haven't yet seen them. To, yet to win a championship. Kind of put all of his chips all in. Could have had Drake May coming up. Doesn't have that anymore. What do you think of this NFL team? He's got Debo, Saquon, Fields, Rashid White, Chris Olave, Mike Evans, Kelsey, JT, Kittle, Derrick Henry, Trevor Lawrence. <coughs> Marquise Brown, Darnell Mooney, like I think the issue is getting old quick. They're definitely getting up there. I think the issue is is once one of with some of the guys that he has, once one of them starts to fall off like a Travis Kelsey. You can't just go out and replace the production. Like no one's scoring like Travis Kelsey has scored the last five years at the tight end position. So what do you got? He's got Hawkinson who tore his ACL. He's not going to be back in time. No, he's going to probably season. He's probably going to miss the first half of next year. And then when he comes back, is he going to be the same? And well, and it's ACL MCL. So now you got two two surgeries. Yep, two surgeries, two rehabs. So, like Debo, Debo's no spring chicken. I mean, he's going to be 28 next year. I don't know. I think the more, the bigger issue, like, I guess he, he has Herbert, right? Yep. Yep. He does okay. have Herbert. So he's got one kind of elite fantasy option for quarterback. I think, I think it would be stupid of the Bears not to <laughs> Justin Fields. Like, if you have a chance to draft. Caleb Williams or Drake May, you just do it. You know what Justin Fields is. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't like the idea of like trading that pick and just moving back. But that's just me. But like Saquon, I Bar- do. they got a lot of holes to fill. I don't think quarterbacks fixing it. Just trade back and get a whole bunch of stuff. You can just do that in free agency. Why would you do it with unproven draft prospects? Money, you can get them cheaper. Yeah, but you have money because you're going to draft Caleb Williams and get rid of Justin Fields. I guess. Trade him away. I guess. Yeah, like Mike Evans. I mean, I don't know. They're just they're all kind of nearing that age where you start to wonder, okay, is this the year that the knee gets blown out and they never come back? Not Do you think his quarterbacks are only in their third year, but some of them play like their knees are blown out. Um, do you <laughs> think Jones, Mac Jones? Do you think Grimm will, will blow up his team when the time is right, or do you think he's going to hold on too long and ask for too much from people? He's going to hold. He's going to hold. He's not going to give up on these players. And you know he won't trade you. He won't trade with me. Mm -hmm. Out of the shade that Ian threw him in the chat today about not making the championship game, Mm -hmm. after all the nice things Dennis had to say to him, he was very cordial. Um, Ian just rubs it in his face. Won't trade with him. Rivals with Tweet. I mean, he's killed off half the league. 
Yeah, I don't know what he's going to do. We'll find out. Don't know. Don't know. I mean, you definitely can't trade college pieces to get NFL pieces. He doesn't have any college pieces mm. right now. Is there anything else you want to talk about other than our quick league news update? Not really. All right. I mean, again, Ian, the only thing that we can control are the silly game that we call fantasy football is how much shit talk that we give each other. And, you know, while your team is maybe not numerically the favorite, but, like, if you've paid attention to any football, your team is the favorite. Grim can tell us. I don't watch football, the NFL. Like, I was surprised to see my team in the finals because I haven't watched a lick of NFL football at all. Like, I don't even know who this Patrick... Mahomes is a name that I don't know anything about. So, anyways, my shit talk to you is while my team may not be a numerical underdog, I've been telling my team that we are an underdog. The fans believe it. They believe it in them, their hearts. And I just pity like your team's going to show up, look at my team and piss themselves because of how awesome our team looks on paper. And like, honestly, my team just has to show up and they're probably going to dog walk. you. It, I mean, if you just want, I'll just send you the second place money now and we'll just, we'll just call it good. But I mean, I guess you beat Grimm. That's probably your Super Bowl. I don't know. You probably find it pretty happy to, to beat a, a team like that. I mean, you, you are a fan of Iowa State, so it doesn't take a lot to make you happy. But, I mean, this is a championship. This is where the big boys play. And I just don't – I mean, I know you won the first year, but I won like one game that year. I'm rocking. You're rolling. Back-to-back champs. League news. Malik Willis stats. Nothing. But, no, no, he did have stats. He had one pass, one completion for 12 yards and a touch. Oh, no, that was Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry, more a better passing line than Malik Willis this last week. Sorry, Grim, pour one out. DTR, he had one carry for minus five yards. He was one and two passing for six yards. He took a sack for 10 yards. He had 1.74 points. He's also on the IR now. Tanner McKee stats. Wait. Okay. Tajay Spears, nine carries for 40 yards, five receptions for 27. Really working down the field there. Uh, Good for 11.7 points. Our hot update, our hot take update through 16 weeks. Traylon Burks, zero touchdowns, Tajay Spears won. This has been. It's coming down to the wire. I I mean, this has been enjoyable to watch. I'm not so sure I saw it exactly like this. I don't think we saw this coming, but this is this is a tight race, and this is we, what we all wanted. I think we have two weeks left this week and yes. next week. This yep. week and next week to decide it, because we don't count playoff touchdowns. Playoff touchdowns do not count. Is Tennessee even going to make the playoffs? Uh, yeah, I don't think so. I, I was I was told that the that like the Bears still had an outside outside. <laughs> As of right now, um, I don't know how the the Browns game is going, but nobody has won their division yet. Um, the Browns with a win tonight could clinch a playoff spot, and there's been playoffs. What's that? The Browns are going to win on Thursday night, even though we're recording this on Tuesday. <laughs> um, 37-20. And 37-20. Yep. The uh, – 
Yeah, there have been playoff spots clinched, but no divisions have been clinched. Jacob? Yes. In honor of our other co-host, the Southern Bear, who wins between the third place between Patrick and Grimm on the NFL side? Grimm might not have any quarterbacks. I don't know. Let me look here. Let me look here. I think I think Patrick might have lightning in a bottle here. Man. Tough to root for Mason Rudolph, you know? Tough to bank on that. Yeah. But Mason Rudolph, like, what's his average point? He scored 24 points last week. Trevor Lawrence is only, he's like averaging 19 for the year. So, you know what? I'm going to go with Patrick. Patrick will win against Dennis. I mean, we, we considered, we considered what tweet did a failure. At least I do. And what he traded didn't win the NCAA side. Mm-hmm. Not getting to the championship. Did Grimm's team fail this year? If you don't win the championship, it's always a failure. That's what, what I'm saying. About? What are we talking about? All right. Who do you got in the championship? In the championship? I'm going to go with Luke because I still look at Ian's team and I have no idea how it got there. I got no idea how this team got here. That team is the favorite. How how does how are you this wondering team, how it got there? This team is missing playoffs next year. Whoa. There, how about how about that for a hot take? Anyways, Ian, you caught lightning in a bottle. I don't know how you're scoring 220. Like Kyron Williams, he's about to be replaced. He, uh, yeah, he comes back and he's got 38 points, 20 points, 14, 24, 16. Just crushing. Oh, man. You know, Jacob always said he loved a good underdog story. That's why I'm, I'm picking Luke. Big fan of Rudy. It has nothing to do with Ian being the biggest hater in this league. See if Josh Jacob goes. But yeah, Brandon Ayuk. Are we going to have Sam Darnold to Brandon Ayuk or or what? I don't know. Excited for the Dallas um, Detroit game. We'll see how that goes on on Saturday night. But you heard it here first. Jacob loves a good underdog story. He picks Luke as the champion. Ian, why don't you go ahead and roll yourself out? You are in second place. I'll send you the money. I'll do it for us tonight. Jacob, this doesn't apply to you this week. Hey, Ian, go ahead and don't forget to start your studs. But Jacob, don't hate the player. Hate the game. I'm Triple H. Good night. See ya.